My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a Domino podcast with my friend, Dan White. And for five years, we have brought you the very best of the network, but it's time for a change. Now, we don't just confine ourselves to Vinnie Mac, bring you AEW, Impact, NJPW, and all the latest for the British wrestling scene. But we will still bring you all our old favourites, including NXT Update, Takeovers and live shows for the Big Four. This year we will decide who is the greatest British wrestler in the world, plus so much more. But until we watch everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's the WNR 268, and it's NXT UK versus NXT, and it is Worlds Collide. Dan, are you looking forward to this event? I am looking forward to it. It is the best of NXT UK versus the best of NXT, and it can only mean one thing, absolute greatness. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And Before we do anything, let's start a vault to the intro, and... Well, when two tribes go to war, a point is all that you can score. When two tribes go to war, a point is all that you can score. It's two tribes, and they go to war. And they repeat themselves a lot. So, yes, it is NXT versus NXT UK, and Winston Churchill lets us into this event to say it's going to be all-out war. And we've spoken for about an hour and 45 minutes about how great it is. Dan, we are expecting the very best hits tonight, aren't we? Yes, and, you know, as always with NXT events... It always delivers as well. It never lets us down. So we'll start off. And already on the kickoff show, uh, we had KD Ray versus me. And before we got to that, we should explain the Prediction League. Dan, explain everybody the Prediction League to everybody. Yes, well, we have four Prediction Leagues now, not three. We have a pay-per-view. We have an NXT pay-per-view. We have uh, AEW pay-per-view. And we have a bonus points pay-per-view, as uh, bonus points league as well. Exactly. So now the question is, Dan, do we have this count as towards an NXT or do we count it as a bonus point? NXT. So this is going to be like an NXT paper. So at the moment, it's 1-0 to me because Blackpool's a great start of the year, but Dan can pull it back straight away with Wells Collide. So the kick of show me, Yim and uh, Kaylee Ray. And prediction-wise in this one, Dan, who did you go for? I went for... The UK champ, Kaylee Ray, to get the victory over me and Yim. And I too went Kaylee Ray in this one. So that is one point all as we start off the main show. And it's Tom or Todd Phillips and uh, Nigel McGillis on commentary. That's quite fitting, seeing as though we're doing his special very, very soon. Hi, Nigel McGillis. And we've also seen before the show kicked off, we saw Triple H presenting Angel Garza with a new... NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Does that mean one thing, James? 205 Live is indeed dead. But one thing very much alive is the Prince. And he's a new attitude on NXT. And it's Finn Balor involved. And are you pleased to see Finn Balor involved? What do you thought of the build-up to this matchup? I, I think it's been enjoyable. You know, Finn Balor, he's kind of someone who's been there, done it all. He sees here Dragunov as someone who's like him in the beginning, you know. Not sure what to do. 
you know, with what we know of Ilya Dragunov, he's a man of few words. He is indeed. Uh, but this Balor is a man that I know you're a huge fan of. And this will be a very interesting match. Prediction-wise in this one, I have gone for Finn Balor. I too have gone for Finn Balor. What are your reasonings for Balor in this one? Um, I, I think he's someone stronger. He's on more of a push than Ilya Dragunov is at the moment. You know, he's someone that could soon be fighting for the NXT Championship with uh, Ilya Dragunov. I don't think the loss will hamper him too much. I think, you know, he's someone that's still relatively new and fresh and, you know, he can pick himself up from this and go on to do what he does best. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And Balor's coming out here for a great reception. And does this make it feel like a bigger event because people like Finn Balor are involved in it. Could they not be able to do this Wells Collide a couple of months back if the star power of Balor around? I think Balor's certainly helping as opposed to hampering. You know, what else would we have seen? Matt Riddle in this fucking match? Yeah. No, I don't fucking think so. Jog on, mate. And what top are you wearing today, Dan? Um, I am wearing an original bro 2015 Matt Riddle t-shirt. And what, why is that? Because, James, like you do all the time, you forced me to wear it. Well, it's actually a change because you've normally forced me to wear my boxers. I don't even remember agreeing to that one, but you've no. let me wear trousers today. Somehow it did slip in. So we're going to see what happens here. Zaya Dragunov comes out, and this is a man we you know we weren't sure about when we first saw him. Was he going to be another kind of European ripoff? But there's nothing quite like him, is there, really? No, you know, we thought he was going to be a Vladimir Kozlov, you know, someone who's comes out, he's, you know, he's Russian, Mother Russia, but he's... You know, he certainly is his own character. Yeah, you know, he's definitely unique, someone we're both starting to get behind. Right, Dan, these two guys are in phenomenal shape as well. You think Battle's in good shape, then you see Dragunov and you kind of realise this should be an absolute classic. And of course, you know, people say the similarities between the two because of maybe their kind of look uh, and what they can do in the ring. But don't doubt that these two men are kind of complete opposites, especially with the Prince and the kind of the heel gimmick that we've not seen a lot of. It's very different to the Finn Balor we're probably used to in NXT. Absolutely, yeah. And does that mean kind of like the Demon's been put to the wayside for now? It seems that way, you know. But is that a bad thing? Because then it brings more excitement when we see it again. I don't don't think it is a bad thing, you know. uh, It was something that he brought out on rare occasions. And, you know, it's something that you can just... Put back in the box for a little while, you know. You've got the alter ego of Bray Wyatt and the Fiend kind of taking over that mantle for the time being. So you know you're not losing out on any uh, at the meantime. Yeah, no, I completely agree, and I feel this is a very takeovery way to start with Dragonoff versus Balor. Could have gone cruiserweight title, but instead <coughs> it got not listen. I think this is a uh, this is good, you know. They pulled out the big guns to put eyes on the screen. Without a shadow of a doubt. And here we go. And it was both men start. And the keys to victory in this one's going to be very difficult because both men seemingly have a lot in the tank. This is conceivably go an hour. And both men would be quite happy about that. Absolutely, yeah. You know, the conditioning of these two guys is absolutely phenomenal. Um, can Ir Dragunov keep up with the pace of Finn Balor for, for a long period of time, though? Well, this is the question. You know, he's still relatively new to WWE in that way and there's Balor who he's kind of turned into a veteran even though he's still quite young he's been there and done that and we'll see how much uh, Dragunov has got in the tank and this is definitely a step up from what um, Aya has been facing even though you know Volta and all that lot Balor is a kind of elite athlete isn't he you know is this here Dragunov's 
biggest match? I think it is. I think it's an introduction. I think a lot of people, more people will be watching this because Finn Balor's involved. See what this young man can do. And again, you know, it can only bring more eyes to NXT UK. You know, they're going to see, well, this here Dragunov, he looks like a, a specimen. Oh, Mustache Mountain, you know, they look quite a handy team. Who's this Imperium, you know? It's, it's, they're they're going to want to check it out, you know, if they're not already. Yeah, and, and they've done well with Dragunov, the way he kind of introduced, not gone the kind of undefeated way in that, kind of brought him back, you know, after his loss from uh, Cassie Sono, and the kind of build-up with Gallus as well, not kind of doing the thing of joining Imperium. And now he's taunting Balor. Oh, wow, yeah, he put the fist up to Balor <laughs> and called him out. Balor was going to raise up the guns, but Dragunov just gave him a cheeky slap. I don't know if that was wise from Dragunov, though. So, sunset flip attempt. Balor rolls out, lands on his feet and delivers a slap back to Dragunov. <laughs> oh. Throws him to the outside. Balor with a drop kick through the second and bottom rope. And this is the Balor that I want to see. The kind of more aggressive Balor, the faster one. He's not kind of making silly mistakes. He seems to be focused and wanting to prove his legacy as well. Let's not forget. Do you think Balor is more suited in NXT? It's a style of wrestling, you know. It's more, they, <coughs> more is expected of you. I think without doubt, you know. I think with Balor, he just maybe even feels more comfortable in NXT. It just, uh, it just seems to work a bit like a Garno and Chumper as well. It's kind of weird to oh. think of them without being in NXT. Yeah, a huge sent on from Dragunov. <laughs> Onto the ribs of Balor. Now he's working the arm. Well, if Balor didn't know if he was involved in a fight, he does now. As Dragunov's showing exactly what he can do. So do you prefer Finn Balor kind of with a coup de grace as being a set-up move, setting him up into the 1916 or 1619 or 6911? 1169? I do prefer... I prefer Balor as a heel anyway. So, you know, to set up the coup de grace, uh, I think it's a move that you don't really need to hit anymore. I think it's a little bit dangerous and I think getting another finisher might work well. As Balor goes some speed, but Dragunov had it countered. With his head. Balor on the outside now. Lalin, Dragunov into a full sense of security but stepping off the ring apron. That's not going to stop Dragunov, who fakes out a couple of times, draws Balor in, kicks him in the ribs, jumps off the bottom rope on the outside of the ring and just cross-bodies Balor down. And at the moment, NXT UK is dominant over NXT. Dragunov showing exactly what it's all about. And being a nice guy, he's throwing Balor in, but Balor showing a veteran experience. Rolls to the outside. That brings Dragunov up to the top. He's got Balor in his sights. But Finn moving out of the way and Ia just hitting the way for Finn mats, my which God. are a lot thinner than the impact ones. My God, how thin are those mats? <clears throat> They're way for Finn, just mere millimetres thick over concrete. Not uh, parkade wooden flooring, <laughs> but concrete. Well, Bass saw Dragunov coming in, managed to scout him and then just kicks him when he's down. And this is Balor's territory right now. He knew the young man would go up. Well, this is where the age and experience comes in Balor's favour. Now Balor just throws him in. And even that with a Kavat takedown is beautiful. And a drop kick right in the back of the head. He knows he's not going to win it from here. But just making Dragunov expel energy. Straight down into a side headlock. But it's going to take a lot to wear Dragunov down. And this is one of the things that if maybe Dragunov can get through this from Balor. He might get the advantages. No doubt if he hits a Torpedo Moscow. How dangerous that move actually is. You talk about using his head. Literally. That's how we get the job done. But Balor just staying on top of him at the moment. Felt that Dragunov was going to break the submission. Turned it to a slam. Just to cover it again to expand the energy. Now Balor just staying on top of him. You can't argue 
exactly what Balor's doing at this moment in time. Absolutely not. No, you know, he's he's not giving Dragunov an inch. He's you know he's not going into this half-heartedly. You know, he knows what to expect from here, Dragunov. He knows he's a great competitor, so he knows he just can't give him any time to recover, any time to get any moves in. He's not arguing with the referee. He's not going into the fans. You know, he has just got one thing in his bullets. He's dragging off. And the fans as well responding. This is a really mixed feel. You've got the NXT UK fans in the building. And, of course, the NXT. Because there could be fans around the world, not just from uh, Texas in this one. Because, of course, the Royal Rumble weekend. So, there's going to be... You can already see the Irish flags, you know, the British flags as well. So, Balor's going to definitely have support here. Yeah, you can see the green T-shirt guy as well. Oh, yeah, he's always there. And dragging off trying to fight through now probably got his family in town so do you reckon we'll see Balor tomorrow night in the Royal Rumble I hope not because I've just done (laughs) I've just done my 30 man are his ties cut with WWE for now you know would it not make sense it it would probably be going against the grain to put him back into they might as well you're NXT now get on with it yeah they might as well take someone from NXT or they've got you know a load of Infields, you know, like the likes of Mojo Rawley, Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, all right. So look at Dragunov now, building up momentum, near in the corner to Balor, and a huge clothesline. And I think he's bleeding from the eye. I think that is internal bleeding, James, if but I'm not mistaken. That won't put him off as he's building momentum now. Balor in the corner. Huge lariat. Dragunov's going up to the second, exposing the knee. Oh, dropping it across the chest to... No, only a two count. Two. And Balor struggling this one. Dragunov building momentum. This is not what Finn Balor wanted. You can hear the mixed chants on the crowd, but Dragunov will not be distracted in this one. Balor is in a little bit of trouble, got his hand caught. <laughs> and you don't see many men doing that. It's just a chops to the side of the face and the neck and the shoulder. And now Dragunov with the knees and he's not letting Balor go. Balor really realising that, trying to drop Dragunov down. Well, but Dragunov just keeps getting up, delivers a huge knee to the jaw of Finn. Into a cover, but only a two. <coughs> and I now might be close to a victory here as Balor is down and Dragunov looking to take advantage. The victory for Dragunov will give him a huge boost of momentum Without a doubt. as well. Without a doubt. You know, even if he, in the NXT UK, you know, that would project him up to near number one contendership, which is massive. And now he's looking to send Balor into the corner on his shoulders. No, backslide from Balor. Drops him down, double foot stomp to the chest. And Finn Balor now, not only is it an offensive move, but he gets a chance to catch his breath back. Dragunov is a constant threat, and Balor definitely feeling the pace, even though we talked about how great condition both men are in. Absolutely. But Dragunov, he's still calling Balor out. He's not backing down, making his way back up to his feet. And now both men exchanging forearms. Balor's still got a little bit more speed in the step, you would say. Definitely, yeah. Balor's speed, I think Dragunov's slightly more stronger, though. Seen these two trading all night with the chops and now the kicks. Balor with a PK, but gets caught by Dragunov. He turns him back round. And look at the strength of that, picking him up. Balor managing to block it, though. Looking for the 1916, but Dragunov gets out of it. Just oh. drops the elbow across the throat, though, and... Dragunov's back on the mat. And that's how quick Balor can just turn things around. Now getting in the corner, looking to finish things off now. He's thinking Dragunov's been in this match too long. Swing blade, but Dragunov's back up to his feet. He's got him in his sights. Looking for the dropkick in the corner, but Dragunov gets the leg up. That was a beautiful reversal. Now look at the power of Balor. Uh, Look at the power of Dragunov with Balor. And a very innovative suplex from Dragunov into a bridge, but only a two count. Two... 
Well, Dragunov is definitely taking Finn Balor to the limit here tonight as he sees his own blood. Like Dan said, it's internal bleeding. Absolutely. There's no other way for it. He must have lost at least two millilitres of blood. At least half a millilitre. But what a rebound clothesline that was by Dragunov taking Balor down, but out the ring. He was unsuccessful earlier with this move to the outside. Going to try again. Dragunov just sending his whole body into Balor's, dropping him down to the mats. And he just used himself as a weapon. He doesn't care what punishment he takes. Absolutely not. Now he throws Balor into the ring. He's strewn across the bottom rope. Dragunov going up top. Well, he can't. He's not halfway across the ring. Oh. Here's the coast to coast. Into cover. Two. No. Balor managing to kick out. Uh And now I think the fans starting to get behind Dragunov a little bit and Balor might be busted. Uh, I think Battle's nose might be broken. That's internal bleeding for him as well. Oh, a bit of payback for what Battle did to Dragunov and now Dragunov on the apron. Looking to go up and finish things off. And what's Dragunov going to do? He comes. Oh. A huge on, but Battle got the knees up. Knees up, mother friend. Drop kick into the corner. And it was like Dragunov was thrown out of a moving auto vehicle the way he bounced back in the turnbuckle. He's got him in his sights. Coup de gras. And I don't think Battle's finished there. We talked about it earlier. He's got Dragunov up. 1916. One, two, three. And Finn Balor wins this one. Uh, Dan, what did you think of the match? Um, absolutely impressive here, Dragunov. Again, you know, he's certainly moving up in my estimations. He put up a good fight against someone. You know, well established in the WWE. You know, a former Universal Champion, former Intercontinental Champion. Someone who's been there, done that. You know, and for Dragunov to go nearly toe-to-toe with him. Absolutely brilliant of him. Finn Balor, this Finn Balor is a Balor that we've needed as well. A Balor that's going to bring a lot of life to NXT in the next few months. I couldn't have said it better myself. Dragunov comes across as a star. Balor gets the victory, seems more aggressive. Plus, it didn't outstay its welcome. You know, it didn't go too long. It was a nice opener to start. Hopefully, the show can stay like that. So, Balor gets the win. It means we both get another point. So, it's two all as we have our second match. But uh, a great way to start as Finn Balor gets victory. But credit to Aya Dragunov. And it's the Royal Rumble tomorrow night, if we're not being told for the 15th fucking time. Is it not? Yeah, it's the Rumble, yeah. Do I need to buy the network to watch the Royal Rumble? You no, know, you, well, you can get free trial. So just ah. watch it on there. And of course, we're always free. And the WL Podcast will be releasing the Royal Rumble on Sunday. Tonight. Come on down. And now... Randy Orton. Randy Orton will not win the Rumble. It's happened already as people listen to this and they know Randy Orton's not won. But one person that's looking to be a big winner tonight is the NXT champion, Rhea Ripley. And she's looking to go against Tony Storm. And this is going to renew an old rivalry. Look at Tony Storm get ready in the background. Tony Storm. Yeah, he took my title off me. Well, that is not the only title on the line. And look who's in the crowd. It is uh, Zach Gibson and... with him? James Drake. Oh. Grizzled young veterans. Oh, look. Look who's in the crowd. Bro. It's bro, your favourite. Bro. 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 Well, it's your favourite wrestler, Dan, and Pete Dunne. <laughs> <laughs> Together. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to cut this T-shirt in half, cut my Pete Dunne one in <laughs> yeah. half, and sew him to fit you. Oh. Low blow. No. I'm going to cut him in half, and I'm going to have a bros awake. Well, we just found out that the winner of the Dusty Classic will um, get shot at the NXT Tag Team titles. So, who is in the 
final, James, is uh, Time Splitters. We have not watched it yet, so to me, I'm going to completely ignore everything I'm seeing right now, because we're bringing you the Dusty Classic the week after the Royal Rumble. The Dusty Classic. Dusty Classic baby's back, so we'll look forward to that. Uh, Do you know what's weird? We're watching an event on the network in America, and Zach Gibson is giving a promo. Good old England. Look, Dan, there's your girlfriend behind him. Bro. Bro. You see, me and Matt read all right. We're going to win the tag team titles. We're going to go on to WrestleMania. Pete Dunn's looking at him and going, you're such a cunt. The WNL podcast. At least Mojo never teamed up with Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, one of our magnificent seven with this complete knobhead. One of the greatest technical wrestlers on the planet and Pete Dunn. <laughs> and look, he gets cheered without saying anything. We're going to win. You're a cunt. (laughs) I fucking hate this prick next to me. (laughs) He's a fucking dickhead. And let me finger you under your blow dress. Let me finger you under your blow dress. Oh, I see what he did there. He said bitter end. That's his finisher. He's teamed up with that dickhead. uh, Do you know what? He wouldn't make the Magnificent Seven if he knew. But up next, it's the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. We've got... Angel Garza. Isaiah Swerve Scott. The Kiwi Buzzsaw Travis Banks. And the Irish Ace Midget Edlin is going to be an act. I mean, little person head. He has got a big head, though, hasn't he, Jordan? He has Devlin? got a fucking magnificent seven head. <laughs> yeah, like, you know. But it's going to be interesting because we've got NXT talent and NXT UK talent. And Jordan Devlin. And Isaiah Scott is coming out here. Uh, but prediction wise, Dan, who have you gone for? Whom have you gone for in this match? And still NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Girl, you're my angel. <laughs> angel Gaza. Well, Dan, I've gone for a man who might not get the title over his head. But still, I've gone for... And new Cruiserweight Champion, Jordan Devlin. So, just before the show, they're going to present Angel Gaza with a brand spanking new title for him to drop it to the man with the largest head in WWE. Well, at the moment, NXT versus NXT UK is one all. And can definitely get victory for NXT UK. He is laser-focused, Dan. Look at him. We've seen him. We're going to rub off on him in a good way. So they're going to have two Irishmen winning back-to-back. Well, here comes the Kiwi Buzzsaw. And Travis Banks is the man who deserves his moment in the limelight, doesn't he, really? So they're going to have two Aussies winning in a row after the NXT Women's Championships up next. Look, let's just move on with this action. Travis Banks deserves his moment. It's not been featured at TakeOver, but it's going to get a world collide. Could he be the dark horse? No, because Devlin is in this one. And here comes your man, who's just known for pulling his trousers off. No wonder you like him. James, he's an angel. And he's come out with a neutral. So what do you think of the new championship belt and 205 Live being dead? Um, I think the new belt, it looks better than... The purple strap. I, I, I wasn't keen on that. I think, you know, they've just changed the strap, which is what it's needed all along. Well, we're going to see what happens in this match. All four men coming out here. And I feel that tag team title match, uh, the, the talk between the Dusty Classic went a bit long. So they just skipped the entrances a little bit with these guys. But we'll see what happens. Maybe not for the most well-known guys. Who would you say is the best wrestler? Minus predictions. I would have to go with Travis Banks. Who's your opinion of wrestler bestie? I, I, I just think, you know, he's certainly got a lot to offer. I don't think he's had a chance to prove himself, but he, he's 
solid in the ring. And then up next, um, I'll say Jordan Devlin. Yeah, I think Travis Banks probably the better worker at this moment. But again, if you ask him, Devlin will tell you he's the best worker by a country yeah. mile. But I think Swerve is very underrated. We've not seen the best of him yet. Hopefully this match will give us a few spots. Quite happy. The card is going away. I think it is. I think the women's match will be co-main. So up next will be DIY Tag Team Match. So why great. do you think Isaiah Swerve Scott is in this and not my man Trevor Lee? Because Trevor Lee's not fucking cruiser, is he? Of course it is. Truly, it's not Queen's way, is he? He shaves his head, doesn't he? Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, I was surprised to rush not in it, but we'll see what happens. Um, as we go, this could be a neat... Uh, do you know, it would be nice if there's a little surprise in this one. If Devlin wants to win, it'd be surprised. You've gone for new NXT champion. That's a bigger surprise than this. Or have you? Tell me. I may or may not... I cannot confirm, <laughs> nor deny, that I may or may not have gone for a new NXT champion. Well, I don't care. As long as Travis Banks wins this one, I'll be all right. As long as we don't get a point. You know, if we both lose. Sometimes both losing is better than one you winning. <laughs> Travis Banks or Swerve winning Cruiserweight Championship will make me happy. We'll still be two all. Well, one of us could still be on... Perfect score. We've spoken about that yet. And what comes with a perfect score, James? A bonus point. Initially, it comes with 10 bonus points. You believe? No, it doesn't. Just a one. Can't try that again. <clears throat> so here we go. This could be very interesting. Keys to victory, Dan. How, how can you... What can you do in a fatal four-way? Um, I think you need to kind of focus on the weakest link of the chain. You know, the smallest guy. The man who's got an injury, which is Angel Carlser, unfortunately. <laughs> Not the smallest guy, but the man with an injury. Um, just kind of pick your moments well. You know, kind of try and eliminate a couple of people from it so you get a bit of alone time with your weak link. Well, this goes against everything I usually say in a, a champion Fatal 4-Way match or a multi-man match that normally the champion does retain. Hang on a minute, James. Can Wait. we just have silence? Oh. Angel Garza was just about to pull him off. But he got stopped from unzipping his trousers. Well, three of strikes to the face stopped him. And now Devlin speeding up a little bit. Gold of Banks and Swerve. Wow, taking them both out. Standing moonsault across Banks and Swerve. Gaza's back in. But Gaza's down. And Devlin's got a point to prove in this match. Gaza managing to kick out. Oh. And Devlin's starting this one hot. He's on fire, baby. And Swerve, though, swinging in. Managing to catch Banks at strikes. That was nice. Banks pushed the boot away, but he managed to turn it super kick into Devlin. Goes in the cover of Banks, gets switched over. Yeah. Flatliner to Devlin. As this is takedown to Banks, Garza's back up. Garza's back down, and Swerve is standing tall as everyone else is kind of recovering from the beatdowns. <laughs> well, Swerve has wrestled a lot of different styles in his career as he managed to flip out and land on his feet to the outside. Well, Garza pushes Devlin over the top rope who lands on the edge of the ring apron straight into the arms of Swerve. Oh, my God. gives him an attitude adjustment to the wafer thin mats. Well, then eats a kick from Travis Banks. Garza sailing over Banks, takes out Swerve. And Banks is last standing, I say that. Double foot stomp off the apron onto Garza. This has been a demolition derby to start with. Absolutely, yeah. Do you think they've been told as well, all, all the men, have just, just go out there put on the best show you can exactly that I think you know they want to kind of bring more eyes to the product if people are talking about it tweeting about it Facebooking about it it's going to bring eyes to the product 
And then Amaya's are going to stay for the Royal Rumble as well. Oh. Banks now chopping the competition to hit Swerve. Now Gaza. Looking for Devlin. Who's backing away. But still doesn't escape a chop to the chest. Well, these two men were scheduled to face at the very first takeover. Until Banks was taken out by Devlin. Well, Swerve tries chopping Banks. Laughs it off and hits a few... More strikes to sw- Scott. And Banks is a man possessed in this match. Brings so Swerve back in. A mission. He's not Mo or Mabel. He brings Swerve in and now Travis teeing up. Travis Banks versus Tajiri. The Kiwi buzzsaw versus the Japanese buzzsaw. And the kicks themselves would be vicious. And look at Banks now with the kicks to Gaza and Swerve. <laughs> <laughs> they are getting fired up. Swerve looking to kick Banks who ducks it and he hits Gaza. German suplex then by Travis Banks on Swerve. Now comes running in to both men in either corner. They don't want to burn himself out too soon in this match. Sends Swerve upside down into Gaza. Takes Devlin out on the outside with a suicide dive. Back into the ring where he's got Swerve (laughs) and Gaza stacked up. Cannonball to the pair of them. Devlin's back in. He gets thrown into Swerve and Gaza. Oh, three-man pile up there, and it's all Travis Banks' work. Can he take advantage of it, though? There goes suplex now. Banks, he's still got Devlin, sends him into the corner. Comes running in, gets sent on the apron, though. Devlin working the midsection. Asai comes charging in, Devlin's size. He gets thrown over the top rope, uses uh, Banks as a kind of like a... Springboard. A springboard to send him back into the ring. Oh my god, that was incredible there. DDT'd him with a tornado DDT. And then he caught uh, Gaza with the Spanish fly midair. That was incredible. And now all four men are down after Banks hit the kick on Devlin. We thought this match would be good. And they're definitely bringing it in this one. Even when they're down on the mat, they're still trying to kick the shit out of each other. And now all four men, two on two, just brawling and fighting with each other. It's been a fatal four where that hasn't stopped yet. And they don't show any signs of slowing down either. As Gaza gets thrown into Devlin and kind of uses them to bounce off the ropes. Takes out Swerve. Takes out Banks. Takes out Devlin. Takes off the trousers. Well, Gaza getting the biggest probably popping at the moment. Catching Devlin. Catching oh, Banks. Oh, my God. Now here comes Swerve. Oh! <laughs> into a cover on Devlin. One. Two. Oh. That'd have been even better if he'd have got a victory <laughs> over Jordan Devlin. Well, great combination by all four men there. This is one match that you can still see going anyway. I mean, all four men have shown their worth in this in this match. As long as Garza doesn't retain. And now Swerve. <coughs> I don't care who wins as long as it's not Devlin. Or Swerve. And Swerve, or Banks. Swerve now with a chops to Garza. And now both men trading. Oh. Pop-up knee to the face for Swerve on Gaza. No, oh. Devlin coming in with a drop kick as Swerve is going to take out Gaza. The Banks back into it. Well, Devlin just it. plants a nut on the side yeah. of Banks' head. Devlin uses that as a weapon. It's over. Oh, my God. And the momentum of Devlin's head <laughs> sent him all the way over. Canadian destroyer. And all four men just all over the place. Oh, oh. my God. God. He bounced off his face. <laughs> There's enough of it to go around. And now Banks looking to finish off. Devlin as a fan shot. This is awesome. The action's been incredible. And Travis looking to go up top to finish Devlin off. But Gaza sees it coming in. 
And Garza wants to take advantage on Devlin. He's going to put him in position. Garza going up, but Swerve stopping him. Doing exactly what Angel Garza done to uh, Travis Banks, trying to get him off the top turnbuckle. And both men are fighting in a very precarious position. Devlin's moved himself out of the drop zone now, though. And now Devlin's got both men as he goes up top. And he's putting a, taking a lot on now. He's Devlin as he's got hold of Swerve. Can he get hold of Garza? Oh! A double Spanish fly. Can he take advantage? No, Travis Banks takes advantage. The kick to the face. Kiwi Crusher. One, two, no. Oh. Devlin managing to kick out. Uh, well, it won't be Travis Banks's night. What a move there by Devlin taking both men out. Lost his balance, still managed to complete the move. And now he's grabbing out of Swerve and Banks has been the man in this match. I think that might be Devlin's time in this match over and done with. Swerve with a headbutt. And both men just trading and now Swerve with the chops. Maybe thinks he's got the advantage. Banks into the corner. Oh, oh my word. Turn inside out into kind of like a powerbomb. Well, that was beautiful and a kick out. Ah. And Swerve innovative again. That's what we've seen in the offense in this match. Oh, we see Angel Garza there watching on. Looking to climb up to the top turnbuckle. You can almost see him stealing a victory in this match, can't you? What are you saying about Mexicans and stealing, James? No, I'm just what saying... I told you about your I, I, I apologise, you're right. Eastman didn't say anything about Swerve, as he's got Banks up on his shoulders. Garza. Oh, my... Banks, who in turn tanks out Swerve. Throws him to the outside. Oh, now he's got Swerve up. Takes Ooh. him down. That'll be it. No, Devlin. Headbutt. Pin Swerve, son. Come on, it's your chance. Keeps himself into the match. Now looking to finish Swerve off. And when he finish him, Sleepex goes for the cover. Two, three. Jordan Devlin is the new Cruiserweight Champion. <laughs> oh my God. Devlin did it. <laughs> oh, I've completed predictions there. <laughs> Never. Never, Jordan Devlin, Cruiserweight champ. My God, what a match, Dan. What do you think of that match? <laughs> wow, unbelievable stuff. <laughs> and I didn't cheat, we're doing it live. It's great to see that. Not since Bobby Roode have I reacted. I never thought I would for Jordan Devlin winning the Cruiserweight Championship. It was a good match though, Dan, wasn't it? All four men gave their best. Yes. <laughs> and that was a great match between all four. No, it was a good high <laughs> energy match between all four guys. Um, yeah, that, it was, for most of us, a complete surprise. Jordan Devlin getting a victory. James, you know, you calls it as you sees it. <laughs> and a feeling tonight. What an incredible match, though. All four men, the moves that they did, you know, the combinations of it. And the ending, guys have been so close to stopping Devlin. Couldn't get the job done. Well, one thing, like, you know, you kind of notice through this match is there is no, not a single one of the original 205 Live of the Cruiserweight Championship members in the whole match whatsoever. No, no. I was impressed with Swerve, but I felt the yeah, NXT UK guys were as good as the NXT guys in this Absolutely, one as well. Yeah. But like I said, 205 Live, probably done deal. Devlin wins. It's a, the reason why I went for him is a perfect springboard for him. What else can he do in NXT UK as Cruiserweight Champion? Has his moment NXT, he's got the mic. Well, do you reckon this is something that could be used as a secondary title in NXT UK? 
I think that'd be, and it'd be a great way to do it because you've got guys like Leguero, people in that size, who definitely get the job done. And Devlin told us he would do it. You told us, Devlin. <laughs> yeah, and he is Cruiserweight Champion. Means 3-2 with points. Unbelievable stuff, Devlin. And he's still on Women's Championship, is Devlin says you never bet against the ace. All right, so after the uh, the Devlin match, we see yeah, Undisputed Era getting ready, and Mia Yim and Keith Lee in the crowd, of course, the new North American champion. And we see Chelsea Green and Robert Stone. But up next is going to be a match that I'm looking forward to, Dan. I don't know about you, but these are the two teams. It's a dream match for me. The best of NXT UK versus NXT. It's Mustache Mountain DIY. What have you thought of the build-up to this? Well, I think these are the two best tag teams around at the moment excluding Lorcan and Birch I mean you know one of them's English and one of them's American so they're due to their conflicting countries they couldn't be involved in this match I heard through my numerous <laughs> sources um but yeah these two teams are absolutely fucking awesome a lot of respect for all four guys all four guys can pull out an amazing match and you know I expect them to tear the roof off this building yeah without a doubt you know you talk about two tag teams at the very best and that is uh, Mustache Mountain and DIY. But have Mustache Mountain had the success in NXT UK that they deserve the past year or so? I don't think they've had the success that they deserve. But if you're looking at kind of like, you know, it was built around the British Strong Style team of uh, Dunn, Bay and Seven. And they're kind of taking the Cody Rhodes and Young Bucks route are in AEW, you know, kind of getting close, but not quite there. And, you know, I think it's it's the best way to do it. You know, you're not pushing them right in the faces of everyone. You're kind of keeping them relevant, but not in the forefront. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose that's true. I mean, at least teams coming out, I know, I'm expecting to deliver an absolute kind of classic. And Trent Seven, we've spoken about time after time, if he is the weak link of the team. I, I don't think he, well, think he is. You know, he's got a point to prove here tonight. And with Tyler Bate, and that moves on to predictions, because at the moment it's 3-2 after the shock of Devlin. I think Dan is finally over it, and it's my turn. I have gone through this match, Dan. Mustache Mountain. Well, James, I don't often disagree with you, but tonight I am. I have gone for hashtag DIY. Gagano and Chompa are going to defeat Mustache Mountain. As much as I'd love to see Mustache Mountain win, and their cool entrance with their towel flips. <laughs> you know, it is, it is, it was a conflicting, you know, because I absolutely admire both of these teams in this match. All four guys I really like. And it was a hard decision to make. But DIY just pipped it for me because they both got NXT champions, whereas Mustache Mountain have only got one. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, at this moment in time, NXT UK are leading, but I don't think they're going with a score that much. I think with this one, I went with my, my heart rather than my head because with Mustache Mountain, I think they need a big victory. And a victory over DIY would be huge. Are you surprised DIY is back together again or are you expecting some shenanigans? I'm expecting some shenanigans. And you're, you're thinking more shenanigans on the side of Mustache Mountain as opposed to DIY. But, you know, they've come out, they're wearing matching gear. It's great to see them together again, isn't it? It is you know? great, but who's kind of turned... Is one turn to the light side or is one turn to the dark side? You know, is Chomper lightening up a bit or yeah, is Gagano yeah. gone a bit darker? Or are they kind of 
So who's their finisher? I'm meeting in the middle. I think, again, that's another interesting thing about these two guys and DIY in itself. The first time we saw them with straight out faces. The last time we saw them teaming, it was when Chumpa, you know, got Gagana to come to the dark side. And it was all the ruse all along. And this time, it looks like Chumpa's kind of lightening up. Yes, it's about Goldie, but it, now it's not about Johnny Gagana. And they can actually realise how good of friends they were. Do they have as a team? For me, Mustache Mountain have that advantage if you look at tag team as a whole i would say mustache mountain are a better team yes but a team is only as good as the individuals upon it that is and, the question yeah you know we've seen a man who's kind of received so much punishment in a match that there was an award named after him <laughs> and we've got the man who inflicted half of that punishment onto him and you know taken away from their absolute fucking monstrous battles like you know of the past year it's it's hard to go against them. No, but what a great atmosphere it is and what a great night it's been so far. And bait is a little bit bandages up, as you can see. Will that be a target? I mean, you talk about keys to victory. Do you think DIY will look just for Trent Seven or with bait a little bit bandaged? Well, I think, you know, they see the weak link in Trent Seven, as much as I hate to say it. <laughs> and Tyler Bate, you know, visibly injured with the bandages on his shoulders as well. Is he going to be able to keep up pace? So, you know, they've got two weak links and Gagano and Chompa have never looked stronger and they've they've kind of put their mission, well, Chompa especially has put his mission for Goldie on hold in an attempt to prove that his brand is the best. You know, you've got the best of the best of the best, sir. And, you know, these two are coming together to kind of defeat a common, common enemy. Yeah, I, I think this is the thing with Trent Seven, you know, you look at him, what a great worker, but, you know, you compare Chumper, you'd be more Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate together. And unfortunately, they're not the tag team that's the kind of stable it is. So with Mustache Mountain, are you thinking they should put Trent Seven in first, let him absorb all, uh, as much of the punishment as he can take? Or are you going to put Tyler Bate in first, let him wear Gagano and Chomper out, switch him for Trent Seven, so then Seven can come in, absorb a lot of the punishment, wear him out even further while Tyler Bate's recovering on the outside? And then Bate can come in for the kill. Yeah, I, I think that would be what you're saying is right. The thing is, when you look at Tyler Bate versus Johnny Gargano, you would say, you know, Gargano's an excellent wrestler, but Bate can wrestle as good as Gargano. With Chumper, he's fantastic, but is he as good as pure wrestler as Bate and Gargano? No, he's not. With Trent Seven, like I said, it's kind of the extra factor there of Kenneth and maybe being the unpredictable element in this match that maybe changes things for Mustache Mountain. Which said they've been watching Tyler Bate, but Trent Seven, has he really had a standout performance, you know, in NXT UK? Not singly, no. Well, that's what I'm hoping for. Tonight is the night. <coughs> so he is, as you'd say, the unknown entity in this. Because, you know, I've, I'm sure Mustache Mountain have watched what Gagano and Chomper can do and singly. Um, do you think, you know, they try and play a game as if to try and get between DIY and say, look, you know, this is what happened. He's taken this from you and he's done this to you. Or are they just going to go out there and just do what they can? Because, you know, us British, we don't like to cause rifts. I feel the Mustache's Mustache Mountain's problem at the moment is that they're, they're not willing to take that extra step, you know, to maybe be a bit more, you know, killer instinct involved and to maybe get a little bit more success at this moment in time. There are gentlemen, of course, as all Englishmen are. But the thing is, there's a, a moment in time you've got to think about success and you definitely know Chump and Gagano. We've seen them do that. Any means necessary at some point. Well, they're both willing to go the extra mile to pull the trigger and get what they want. Yeah. 
And that was the whole point of the storyline with Gagano. It'll be interesting to see if Mustache Mountain actually feel like that, you know. But then, you know, you can't you can't discredit British gumption. Yeah. You know, gumption to stand in a queue, you know. It is. To be able to just hold out the intolerable. It might be raining today, but you never know about tomorrow. Hezzes has take down a tenth from uh, Gagano. Bait lands on his feet, running the ropes. But Chomp, uh, Gagano's got Tyler Bates scouted really well. An attempt at the Tyler driver, but Gagano quickly escapes it, and he is just working on that shoulder of bait. But British style, escaping and counter-wrestling. The, the thing is as well about these two men, you know, you talk about growing up or when you were young, Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle being great wrestlers and, and all this. Nowadays, you talk about two just pure wrestlers, Gagano and Bate, they are up there in, in, in consideration among everybody else now. Okay, then. Quick question. Two answers. I want your opinion. Who's the better wrestler, Gagano? Gagano's better than Chumper. Yeah. So, you know, out of the choice of who, which two of these guys you'd like to see squaring off, it is Bate, Chumper, uh, Bate, Gagano. Yeah, they are equal in what they can do, as in, in the way they can wrestle. And I think Bate is a better wrestler than, than Chumper. These two are the kind of, this is the American version and the English version of each other. I just love this during a match. You know, they've both done a brilliant chain wrestling sequence. They've been counter-wrestling for one of them is visibly injured. Neither one of them has got the upper hand on the other one. And they show a lot of respect towards each other and just shake hands in the middle of the ring. And they're saying, look, I'm going to tag in Chompa. Do you want that? The fans say yes. Bates says, I'm going to tag in seven. The fans also want that as well. well so we're going to see the two... Uh... Powerhouses of the team <laughs> come in. The Husky of Trent Seven and the calls to Master Chompa. And they all have uh, glorious moustaches. So I hope at the end of this match, if there's still a lot of respect <laughs> between the two teams, they all uh, do... Oh, oh wow. And as, uh, as I say that, Chumper does a moustache twist and <laughs> Trent Seven shows him exactly how the British do it. And James, I haven't a beard, but can I twiddle your hairs? Uh, of course <laughs> you can. Oh. And Chumper's saying, well, you got the twiddle. I've got the guns. Trent Seven's like, let's have a go at this. They sound out, you win. <laughs> British humour at his best. Well, Trent Seven might not be. He is really not built like a wrestler. He's not. That's what I really like about Trent Seven. You know, I mean, at least with Kevin Owens, he's got some. You can see that he's been in the gym, but I don't even think Trent Seven's ever been in anywhere near a gym. Oh, no, he probably does work out, but his body's a bit like mine, you know, sometimes it's difficult. But like I said, the unknown <laughs> entity in Trent Seven, the veteran. And you can see Trent Seven, he's uh, breathing a bit heavier than Tommaso Chumper. But he knows what Chumper can bring as well. But once they get going as a tag team, it's hard to argue how good Mustache Mountain are. And a quick tag to Tyler Bate. And he's like, no, we don't need to double team him. I got this one. <laughs> Tyler Bate's like, I'm a big strong boy. Well, yeah, you talk about <laughs> strong men, strong boys. Our Chumper is rather built. But Bate is not bad, but maybe Chumper mocking Bate. There's not really much height difference between the two of them. I'm going to have a test of strength. Big strong boy against the puppet master. Oh, my God. Look at Bate. Look at the strength. Managing to take Chumper down. But Chumper's reversing the pressure. Drops Bate to a knee. Uh. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Tyler Bate rolls backwards. Twists the arms round. And a lovely monkey flip there by Bate. Holds onto the hands. Oh, wow. Both men bridging out at exactly the same time. 
They're putting on a show here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And this is it, is it? This is, you know, it's not for anything serious. It's for pride, just for bragging rights. And I think both team wants the bragging rights. And both teams are going to put everything they've got into this match. Do you know, it feels like a little bit like a treat as well. Because we know what they can, both rosters can do. And when they go against each other, you know, this is what we're seeing. And very rarely WWE programming are you enjoying it all the way through. And like I said, this match... It'd be fantastic as to look at the speed of things up. Oh, Tyler Bate looking for the old bait and switch. But Chumper wise to that. Takes out Bate and takes out seven. Throws Tyler Bate to the outside. Ooh. Drops him there with a knee. Gagano with a kick to seven. And now this is the DIY that are kind of like, we've played things nicely. We're going to turn it up a notch for you now. And Tyler Bate sent over the announce table by Chumper. And Gagano sends seven over. <laughs> Chumper's sat on the edge of the ring clapping and tapping him on the back and now Gagano joins him oh, DIY happy again a huge DIY chart the fans are happy that they're back together turn their attentions back to Tyler Bate Chumper throws him in the ring and I do love DIY outfit as well they look really cool tonight I always like tag teams looking like tag teams Oh, I believe you said that on once or twice and Bate's in a little bit of trouble in the wrong part of town Gagano with his feet up Bates' head gets sent right into the souls of Johnny Gagano. Now he's mocking Tyler Bate. But DIY looked like they're having a good time, though. And Gagano now has just got the game plan, I think, just wearing out Tyler Bate. Maybe if you think Trent Seven's the weak link to leave him till last. That's it. But then again, you and I know how much it's going to take to put Tyler Bate away. We saw the absolute war he had with Volta last year. He doesn't go easily, just like an ex-girlfriend of mine. And Chumper now looking at Trent Seven and the DIY have turned it up, turned up the seriousness. Chumper's got bait right where he wants him to sign headlock. You got credit after coming back from all those injuries that he's had, you know, the leg, the knee even, and the uh, the neck as well. And he's incredible shape, there's no doubt about that. To me, it will be a sad day when DIY do go up to the main roster. Because you know that Vinnie Mac's going to fuck him over royally. And, you know, you can either see it go in a Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens kind of way. Or just, you know, them getting pushed down further than they absolutely deserve. I think Chumper said he'd rather retire than go up to the main roster. You've got to think, like, if he'd actually do that or not is a, is a question. I think Gagano definitely deserves a chance, even though the you know, perceived size of the guy no longer matters now, because Chumper's known as quite a small guy, and he was knocking Tyler Bate earlier. He just went for a back suplex, and Bate managed to get the tag to seven. He jumps over the rope, plants Chumper. Huge chop to the chest of Gagano. Well, he does the old uh, chop and DDT switch. The old chop and DDT. And there's just an open slap to Chumper. He catches an incoming Chumper uh, and slaps the taste right out of Gagano's mouth. And the unknown entity, I mean, he is the powerhouse of the team. Oh, wow, look at that. Look at the agility. Lariat's Chumper down. After the cartwheel. Oh, no. Just a two count. Two. Trent Seven bringing the noise, bringing the funk. <laughs> so can you see three of these four becoming a world champion one day, or can you just see all four of them? I Well, it was Trent Seven is maybe lost cause, but I hope the other three definitely have a chance at having a shot at the uh, one of the world heavyweight championships, whether it be in WWE or elsewhere. And now Trent Ooh. Seven managing to take out Chump for a second. Can he get the bait? Chumper looks at tagging Gagano. Well, I think WWE, like, you know, the main roster could certainly be built around these smaller guys. I mean, you know, you've got the likes of Pete Dunne, 
these four guys, you know, even in that you can say that Trent Seven's kind of a smaller guy. Yeah, I completely agree. It's definitely changed from what it was. Um, you've got the likes of Adam Cole, you know, all of Undisputed Era aren't huge. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins isn't a, a massive fan. I think, you know, he's probably bigger than a lot of these together. I think NXT's helped that out a lot as well when you look at the wrestlers that come through in recent times. It doesn't really matter kind of the size issues, the amount of talent you got. As Gagalo's come in, and it was kind of a hot tag because he's been on fire, baby. He took out both seven and bait with a clothesline slam combination, and then he nearly just pinned Tyler Bait there. Bait managing to kick out. Uh-huh. On to the outside, Gagalo maybe planning an attack. Seven grabbing the leg of Gargano. Chomper coming in with a baseball slide. And then saving him from Tyler Bate as well. Uh, Johnny Wrestling is going to be Johnny flying as he takes out Tyler Bate. Honestly, Tyler Bate do his nip up and his uh, top rope bounce. Well, it has been mostly DIY for this match. And now Chump has got draping DDT on seven. Oh, and Gagano with a jump over the top rope DDT to Bate into the cover, but only a two count. Two. Oh, mustache mountain. And Tyler Bate is still in this match. And even with the injuries, it has been mostly bait in there as a legal man. Tyler Bates, like you think, that's a chop. Wait <laughs> till Walter gets his hands on you. Hey, dear, why working like a well-oiled unit? Indeed. Oh! Well, the knee and the kick and the corner combination. Gagala came off the apron onto seven, but Bate managed to recover. Missed most of that onto seven, though. Now, Bait getting the upper hands on Chumper. Oh, my wow, God. Until Chumper knees Tyler Bate in the back of the head. Double underhook, looking for a powerbomb. No, Tyler turns it around. Tyler driver attempt. Wow. Backdrop from Chumper to bait. Yes. The spring and the lariat. And this could be it. Tyler driver 97. This is it. No, no. One, two, Couldn't keep Chumper down. Oh, but seven in with a chop. Into the pin. Two. And Johnny Gagano saving it into a cover. Oh, my God. God. Bait managing to kick out. Gagano uh-huh. with a couple of super kicks there. And what exchange that was. And I think no matter what happens, Mustache Mountain have obviously proved they could be in NXT. They could be even main roster as how good a tag team they are. You talk about NXT needing tag teams. Haven't they been NXT champion? And they have been NXT tag team champions and they could be again. That's how good they are. And Chomper now looking to tag in Gagano. <clears throat> I think all four men have expelled a lot of energy so far in this high-paced match. Without a doubt in the crowd. Dueling chance of DIY, Mustache Mountain. Roll up for Bate. No, Gagano managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And then Tyler Bate just catches, plucks Johnny Gagano out of the air. Exploder suplex. Tyler Bate nips up. I've seen everything I need to see in this match. <laughs> oh. Fucking hell. Well, went for the standing shooting star and Gagano had his knees up. Knees up, Mother Gagano. Oh, my God. But the heel kick by Bate. The Bate bounce. Ducks a clothesline attempt. But Tyler Bate. Going for? No, both men exchanging. The old spinny shoulder twist around (laughs) eh? The airplane, but Gagano managed to block it. Into the Gagano. Trent Seven's in. Oh, no. He's got a chomp no escape. And now Seven and Bait in trouble. Will this be it? Trent Seven's managed to turn it around. Gets Chomper up onto his shoulders. I think Bate's doing the same with Gagano. Bate is lifting Gagano whilst he was on his knees and stood up with him. <laughs> now we're going to see dual aeroplane spins. <laughs> and both men getting dizzy. <laughs> Bate just powers Gagano up and over. God. 
and a double slam and a clothesline. Oh. But somehow Gagala managing to kick out. Uh. It could go either way at this point. Trent Seven in now. Come on, Trent. Get the biggest victory. And this is going to be the end now. Mustache Mountain. We've seen this before. No, oh. Tyler inadvertently hits his tag team partner. Oh, no. Could this be the split for Mustache Mountain? Well, a knee by Chumper now DIY. Oh, no. Opposite corners. Bates down in the middle. <laughs> Are we going to see some classic DIY? Oh, Trent Seven protecting his partner and saying, no, you can't do it. He's my friend. Friend. Hey, <laughs> the old bait and switch from Mustache Mountain. Both members doing it on Gagano and Chumper. Come on now. Seven's got Chumper up. Chumper's up the sacrificial lamp. Oh. oh. Slammed him down. One, One two. two. No. <laughs> it's going to take a lot more than that to keep Chumper down. Oh, I don't <laughs> believe it. Referee. Where's VAR? We need it checked. Well, in England, we've got VAR. <laughs> yeah, we're we're in America at the moment, James. VAR hasn't made its way there yet. Well, NXT chance. Yeah, I can't believe that. Now, again, tagging in in Mustache Mountain. Just seconds away, Dan. It's going to be over for you. Picking him up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Bates going up. Double fireman <laughs> slam. Here comes Bate. Off the top. Oh. Wait Ch- a minute. Two. Oh. oh my god! Well, Chopper managed to land on Trent Seven, and he had a pinning attempt. It was, you know, Tyler Bate looking out the back of his, out the, oh, he's in the back of his that's head how to in, see that. That's how intelligent Chumper is. Oh, he pulled Trent Seven <laughs> on top of him, <laughs> yeah. so he took the whole move, and then rolled into a cover. Bate didn't realise until the last second. Algarvo's in, trying to get some semblance of life into Chumper, and have we seen Mustache Mountain's best shot? I hope not. Oh, All four men in the middle of the ring. Crowd's going to go absolutely fucking banana. And now Chumper, Gagana helping each other up. And here we go. All four men. Having a huge slugfest. Trading blows. Chumper oh. <laughs> catches Seven's arm and throws it into Bates' face. But a snap German for Chumper. A couple of knees to the face for Seven though from both members of DIY. Bates comes off the top to a double, double drop kick. From DIY. Oh, no. And they're just waiting for Seven to get up, James. No. And they're going to meet in the middle, James. No. Oh. Booyah. Oh. In that man, Tomato Chomper. One, two, three. Oh, no. And DIY beat Mustache Mountain. Unbelievable. But what a fucking match. I was saying it was going to be a dream match. I was really looking forward to it. And boy, did it deliver. There's four men there. Take a bow, you know? Yeah, indeed. All four men absolutely brought it in this match. It was... You can't describe it. I mean, you know, the talent that these four men possess. You could put just all four of these on their own brand and it would be Raw or SmackDown. I mean, you know, just having any combination of these four guys having matches all night long and I'll be more than happy. Um, you know, one thing I'd love to see at the end of this is a huge show of respect because 
all four guys deserve it from each other. Without a shadow of a doubt. What a match. And yes, it's disappointing why I won, but it means, Dan, you get a point. So it's free all now with two matches left. But uh, what, what you know, some of the sequences in that one. I think if there was gold on the line for this, it would have been like kind of match of the year candidate, how good the talent is. And would you want to see a rematch between the two teams? Absolutely, yeah. Every takeover event possible. Without a shadow of a doubt, what a match it was. And what a night it's been so far. Indeed, James. But, you know, let's address the elephant in the room. How does that do for scores on production? I said this scores. It's free. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. I'm going to get sure. Just because the Devlin thing, I think, shook you to very roots. I'm just making sure. We are level with two matches left. And surely... Don't call me Charlotte. They're two very easy ones to predict. <laughs> <laughs> Twat. Why don't you just fuck off? Get out. Trent Seven giving Tyler Bate a hug. And Gagano giving them a round of applause as well. They so rightly deserve. And again, you know, despite the accidental shots that Trent Seven gave to Tyler Bate on two different occasions and eating the pin, I don't think you're going to see any, any friction between Mustache Mountain. Well, it's just like there's a lot of respect between the four men now. Don't fall for it. They're going to hurt you, Mustache. Maybe not. Well, that is a nice sign of respect. Handshakes and hugs all round. And they definitely put on a show here tonight, Worlds Collide. And that's what you have to see, Dan. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's not about gold. It's not about a storyline that these two have intertwined together. It's just the best tag team from one brand going against the best tag team of another brand. And, you know, on a different day, it could have been Mustache Mountain's victory. But on today, when points matter, DIY win for me. So, yes, the next takeover will be February 16th. Takeover Portland. Of course, we'll be bringing you in a live show once again. And this takeover should be, uh, well, I say incredible. Every takeover delivers. Are you looking forward to this one, Dan? I am indeed, Jess. I absolutely love takeover events. They never let us down. <clears throat> and they didn't used to let me down either. But <laughs> now they do. So we've got just two more matches. We've got the NXT Championship. And we've got Imperium versus Undisputed Era. Yeah, we saw Undisputed Era get ready early. Now we see Imperium with a flag in the back and Walter giving up the troops. And Mercedes Martinez is in the crowd for this one. Well, she has recently signed. Of course, we have more news on that on our live show. That was on Sunday. So you've really listened to that. <laughs> yes. Oh, and look who it is. Dakota Kai. And she's had Oh, problems. Well, hang on a minute. Oh. As Tegan Knox comes and attacks Dakota from behind. Trainers, EMTs, officials, referees, all trying to pull these two women apart. Well, there's trouble between these two women dating back to take over war games. Kai trying to hurt Tegan Knox. Wow, spears her through Barry Cade. And Knox now just knocking a snot out of, uh, that's the corner they called the Ruby Riot. Dakota Kai doesn't look anything like her. And the security now just trying to pull both women off each other. And my God, anything can happen here at a Worlds Collide event. Yeah, we've seen it here tonight. But up next, Dan, it's going to be the Championship on the line. And it's going to be Rhea Ripley, the champion, going up against Tony Storm. Tony so Storm. what have we thought of the uh, the build-up to this match? I mean, this match-up has been quite interesting because there's a lot of story behind it, isn't there? Because let's not forget Tony Storm beat Rhea Ripley for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Can she do it again tonight is a question. Storm has had her own heartache recently, but Ripley 
this Freya Ripley now, Dan, is a different Freya Ripley from a year ago. She's on a hot streak, as it was, not like many wrestlers are, are they? She is, as we said, you know, she managed to dethrone Shayna Baszler for the NXT Championship. And she done so quite dominantly for someone going against Baszler. I think without a doubt, you know, and Ripley, like I said, the Survivor Series weekend, leading her team to a victory over War Games, and then being in the Survivor Series match as well, and, and winning that one, will do wonders. And Tony Storm, we've, I've said recently, we've seen a bit more whiny Tony Storm, but tonight, can she use that to her advantage against Rare Ripley? Does she know how to beat Ripley? Can she get the job done tonight, Dan? Well, is she still focused on Piper Niven and Kaylee Ray and trying to get back her NXT UK title? Or is she feeling this is, you know, the onwards and upwards and NXT is the way forward for her? Or maybe she'll find more success, of course, May Young Classic winner. I don't have to tell you because, of course, she was your. Prediction-wise, Dan, who have you gone for in this matchup? Of course, two matches to go. Well, James, she very, very rarely lets me down, apart from the last... No, I went for Piper Niven on last week. Yeah, he went to Piper Piper Niven at Blackpool. But she rarely lets me down. I've gone for... Tony Storm. Tony Storm and I've gone for and still NXT champion Ray Ripley. So again, three in a row that we have gone different on. That doesn't normally happen, does it? It doesn't, no. But if I'd have known the outcome of the Cruiserweight Championship, I probably would have gone for Ray Ripley in this match. Well, it's unbelievable, Ripley. And what are your reasonings for Tony Storm in this one at the moment? I, I just think, you know, it's these two women have had a great rivalry in NXT UK and I think they can replicate that here. You know, but on kind of different bandwidths. You know, Rare uh, Ripley, she's kind of turned a bit more facey, you know, to take out Shayna Baszler. And I think a more heelicious Tony Storm going against Rare Ripley would bring kind of a different element to the to the feud between these two women. Well, of course, Ripley was uh, an all-out heel last time out, and now we've seen a more facey side to her. What do you prefer? Would you want to see a different side of Tony Storm? And what do you think of Ray Ripley? Do you prefer the heel or the face? And... Um, I, I like seeing her as a face at the moment, and I'd like to see a heel Tony Storm. Yeah, I, I think Storm's definitely got uh, is a bit more evolved in, in her character and her work. Ripley's still quite young to this business, but she's gaining leaps and bounds, isn't she, really? Uh, I think this year... <laughs> From where she was, and I think she's comfortable as NXT champion as well. There's not kind of, you know, a worry about it. And of the two, you know, you can see that Tony Storm definitely has got the Vince McMahon look. Well, the thing is, after Basler's monster run with it, you know, over like 400 days, whatever it is, you're going to see the champion maybe change a couple of times, maybe this year. But I think it might be a little bit too soon as we get the introductions. You talk about keys to victory in this one. I think Ray Ripley has just got to ride that wave of momentum that she's got going at this moment. Should this match be the main event? No, because of how big the Undisputed Era versus Imperium match is. And not just because they're men, just because if you think about what's been dominating NXT the past three years, it has been Undisputed Era and Imperium have kind of been the backbone of NXT UK. This is a huge slow, and you know, as a co-main event, it definitely has still a lot of meaning to it. But I think Ripley is confident and a lot more confident than she was last time she faced Tony Storm. Well, I think, think dethroning uh, Shayna Baszler will do that for someone's confidence. And Tony Storm, you can see her confidence is visibly shook after losing to Kaylee Ray. I mean, a very unexpected loss to her. So what does Tony Storm need to do in this match then to try and beat uh, Ray Ripley? She needs to go back to Storm about two, three pay-per-views ago. You know, <laughs> two, three takeover events ago and... Bring that Tony Storm, you know, the Tony Storm that gets beaten down for the majority of the match, but comes back and pull, 
<coughs> and pulls the victory out. Yeah, and I think what's very important in NXT, unlike maybe Raw SmackDown, is momentum and the momentum a wrestler can take, you know, and they can ride it. It's exactly the same as you saw the Velveteen Dream kind of getting on that wave of momentum and suddenly becoming successful the way we've seen it with uh, Ray Ripley as well, that, and kind of has lost it recently. It'll be interesting to see if she can get back onto it. But again, you know, it's a good show of uh, a wrestler's character if they can get back up off the horse, uh, yeah. onto the horse once they've been knocked off. And there's no doubt there's respect between these two women. You know, both still very young and new to WWE and have been, you know, fighting in the same places. You wouldn't be surprised in a couple of years' time, talk about development, both these women fighting maybe on a pay-per-view for the Women's Championship as well. Well, I think these only go on to become the face, you know, of the women's division. You know, once uh, the four horsewomen kind of thing dies down and the Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax... You know, that kind of takes a bit of a backbone of these two women, along with a few others from NXT UK and NXT. Well, there's no doubt Tony Storm will not back down for Ripley. Ripley, you know, has got an awesome offense with her, but Storm is definitely going to bring it with the forearms. And maybe we'll see a little bit of a different side of Tony Storm. Is she mocking Ripley at the moment? I think that was a mistake, as uh, got caught in a short arm clothesline three times. And a huge kick knocks Storm into the corner. Ripley working in the corner. That was the difference in Tony Storm recently as well. You know, what do you think has changed? Um, I just think, you know, she's lost all that momentum that she has had. You know, it has taken a nosedive and you can tell, you know, in the way she is, the way she's coming across, even the way she's wrestling. You know, she's kind of not the Tony Storm that we've known from, like, you know, debuting, really. Yeah, now after the groove, yeah. And oh my god, Tony Storm there with a German suplex of Ray Ripley. And I think the back of her head hit the bottom turnbuckle. And I think, you know, even the change in Ripley, the kind of momentum that Storm's lost, Ripley has found. I think without doubt, I think like I said, Ripley at the moment, you know, you talk about uh, being on a roll as it was, it's definitely Ray Ripley. I think Tony Storm might have a little bit of resentment. I think she was in that position. If there was WWE rankings, I think Ripley would be... Top of the women's league, you know, throughout Raw, SmackDown, NXT UK. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. And Ripley's in a little bit of trouble now. Tony Storm just trying to suffocate a nice suplex over. Goes for the cover, but Ripley manages to kick out. Uh-huh. And it's Tony Storm now trying to press the advantage. And Ripley now getting the back of the net worked on by Tony Storm. Seeing an STF. And I mean, this is not going to make Ripley submit, but it is going to hurt the back of the neck. Indeed, yeah, especially after it going into the turnbuckle. And it's going to wear her down because she's having to move to that bottom rope with Tony Storm's weight on her. But she manages to get there, break the hold. Didn't hold for too long. And now Storm stomping down and Ripley picks up and chops her. You don't see many women bringing it to Ray Ripley like this, but Storm will not back down. Oh, a lovely spike DDT. Oh my God, that could have been it, but Ripley got shot up at two. Two. And again, the fans have been good tonight. There's children chance between the two. As Tony Storm looking to try and slow down Ripley put in a submission and it's like Tony Storm is trying to stop the momentum literally and figuratively in this match of Rhea Ripley not to let her really get into this one exactly you know she doesn't want to make the same mistakes that she's made in the past <clears throat> she's probably been watching her takes back and kind of seeing what you know Ripley can bring and seeing how wrong Tony Storm has gone for her past few matches as well and Tony Storm is a lot you know more confident in this match than we've seen her recently I think maybe with Ray Ripley, because she has beaten her before, feels a little bit more comfortable. She shouldn't really turn her back low, and Ripley responded with a huge right hand. Both women trading massive blows in the ring. 
And now huge right hand. You see the redness of the cheek. And now both of them going for the attack. Both windmilling it. <laughs> but it's Ripley with a huge couple of clotheslines. Turning Storm away. Ripley with a cravat and a few knees to the head. Slows Tiny Storm's momentum down. Just a huge running drop kick to the side of Storm's head. A lovely move by Ripley there. Simple but effective. So Tony is not a relative of Lance? No. Well, might be distant cousins. And now Ripley bringing Storm out into the centre of the ring. And just slams her down with authority. Yeah, planting her face first into the mat. But Rare Ripley, I think she needs to kind of stick on. The back of her neck is obviously bothering Rare Ripley. And she struggled before with Tony Storm, but now looking for the submission. Inverted cloverleaf. And beautifully applied as Tony Storm now trying to find it off. And will Storm submit? In serious trouble now, struggling. Now looking for that bottom rope. Ripley just cranking away. We talk about support weight. Storm's having to support her entire weight now. As she finally rolls through on Ray Ripley. Looking for a German. Ripley managing to elbow Storm in the ribs. Oh, come on now. Riptide. Ripley looking for it. No, Storm just moves on momentum. Goes for the cover on of her own. But Ripley managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Both these women have got really deadly finishers. Storm zero. No, Ripley trying to counter it. Oh, my God. Ripley now. Oh, no. Gets herself in trouble. Managed to roll through. Kicks caught by Storm. Oh, snap German. Into a cover. Two. No. Just a two count. Two. And Ray Ripley's still in this matchup, but Tony Storm definitely bringing the heat now. And Storm now just working the lower back of Ripley. She looks like a desperate woman at this moment in time. And Tony Storm now just don't know what to do. Uh, she needs to beat Ray Ripley down if she wants to get that Storm Zero locked in. Well, that's nice by Ripley with a kick, but Storm managing to dodge, but she connected with a super kick. And a lovely drop kick. Knocks Storm off her feet. And this Ripley. Go. Ripley's trying to hulk herself up, get back into this. Oh. Storm with a huge headbutt. Oh my god, and Tony Storm going to try and go up. Oh no. Ripley could be in trouble now. Frog splash. Ripley moves out the way. Go Ripley. she got Storm. Picks her up. Ripley goes for the cover. One, two, three. Yes! Alright, calm down. And Ray Ripley beats Tony Storm. Dan, what did you think of that matchup? I thought it was quite an enjoyable match. A bit too short for my liking, seeing as though, like, you know, a lot of the other matches have had a lot longer time. Um, I think Tony Storm went down a bit too easily, and the match was over a bit, kind of, just as it was starting to pick up a bit of pace. Yeah, I think the, even the Katie Ray Mia Yin match might have, you know, given a little bit more time than this. I don't know if a match went longer or something like that, but I mean, Ripley winning kind of makes sense, but it does Storm cement her status now as a worthy contender to the NXT Championship on NXT? I think, you know, the way that this match went, I think she does, but she's not head of the queue. I think that would be a fair assumption with Storm coming up short in NXT UK and NXT title matches. Ripley low keeps riding that wave of momentum. You've got to even think tomorrow night, will she look to try and enter herself in a Royal Rumble match and try and have a shot at WrestleMania? You wouldn't bet against it right now. Well, Bianca Belair's watching on, clapping. Is she next in line? Oh, well, she is the... We'll catch up with that with NXT Update, actually, to see. But I think most definitely we're going to see these two women battle. Well, they're interacting. NXT TakeOver Portland. Right, so we I have to do this, Dan. I know you hate me doing it. Scores after that. 
It goes 4-3 to me with one match left, which means that I get a win. You can only draw with me, which, you know, not too bad. Also, we saw Gagano backstage getting attacked by Finn Balor and Tyler Bate stepping in. What a match that will be, Tyler Bate versus Finn Balor. Uh, that would be interesting. But up next, it is the main event. It's the one we're all going to see. It's NXT versus NXT UK. It's the Undisputed Era versus Imperium. And Dan, what have you thought of the build-up to this match and the match itself? Well, this one, you know, it's definitely personal. It's two of the biggest factions in wrestling at the moment. You know, in my opinion, this is bigger than the Shield versus the... Um, you've got the hugely dominant Undisputed Era going against the hugely dominant Volta-led Imperium. Well, it's going to be a huge match because I've got my Adam Cole baby t-shirt on. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what this match is going to bring. Like I said, two dominant teams... Of course, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong. Boom. And you see, everybody sings along to their entrances now. They have dominated NXT uh, in the past couple of years, haven't they? They have indeed, yeah. Um, you know, when they do eventually go up to the main roster. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you doing your Adam Cole baby thing as he comes out. Um, yeah, you know, they've, they've been a hugely dominant, unstoppable force when they go up to the main roster. If they get split up on the main roster, it'd be the fucking worst thing that they could do to the beauty. I mean, you know, you don't want to push them in the sanity direction, having uh, O'Reilly and Fish splitting up and kind of going off doing their own thing. They want to take them up as the Undisputed Era. Yeah. And same with uh, Imperium as well. Well, as we see Imperium come out, what an entrance that is as well. And uh, just a quick question, a couple of... What entrance is better, Undisputed Era or Imperium's? Because they're both different, but both in good ways. Well, you know, you've kind of got the very British uh, entrance of Imperium. Well, you know, none of them are British. <laughs> but the very European, kind of like, you know, uh, a kind of like a... What is it? What kind of music is this? It's um, Classical. Classical music, thank you. <laughs> Was it Rockmanov's Third Symphony or something silly like that? And then you kind of got the rocky, upbeat tempo of the Undisputed Era with their boom and their Adam Cole babies. Um... It is a tough one because I do like the discipline that Imperium come out with, but I do like the kind of fan interaction that Undisputed Era have got. So, you know, they're both, as you say, very good in their own kind of ways. The Undisputed Era are a group, but they have got individual tendencies, as we've seen, but all go the same way, whereas I think with Imperium, it's just one goal to be, you know, the Matt is sacred type of thing. If you're going to talk about who's more dominant, we see Walter with the new NXT UK What team is more dominant in their respective field? Is it Imperium and NXT UK or Undisputed Era and NXT? Well, if you're talking about teams, it is Undisputed Era. If you're talking about men, there's only one man that is dominant, and that is Volta. Do you think he's the deciding factor here tonight in this match? I believe he could be. Well, it's going to be unbelievable. Before we get too far, though, Dan, prediction-wise, last predictions of the night... Can you salvage a draw or not? I have gone for in this match. I've gone for one surprise already. This one I've gone Imperium to win. Well, James, I too have gone Imperium, so I doth my cap to you. This uh, Matt Riddle t-shirt is not only god-awful, but it is unlucky for me as well (laughs) in predictions. Because ever since I've started wearing it, it has done nothing but bring me bad luck. It's the opposite of the Enzo top that you had. But we shall see what happens here. So unfortunately, it's going to be... I mean, personally, like, what team do you favour? Not prediction-wise. I mean, we'll get on to that in a second, but... 
Well, I think that Imperium have the more weak links, but they have the Volta that kind of makes up for the weak links. Whereas, <clears throat> you know, with um, Undisputed Era, I think there are only three possibilities that are going to reach the pin on their team. Adam Cole's definitely not going to reach the pin. I think it's going to be one of the, either the tag team or Roddy Strong. But, you know, it is, if they can kind of keep Walter out of the ring, then it could be Undisputed Era's all day long. Yeah, but it'd be interesting because you can't take Walter out of Imperium because if you put him in Undisputed Era, it'd be like a, it'd just be a fish out of water, if you know what I mean. And I think the same for maybe, I don't know, can any of the members of the Undisputed Era maybe get into Imperium the way they go? I mean, we started off with Eichner and... Uh, O'Reilly and you know O'Reilly's style is is very different to what we normally see. You know, talk about the kind of MMA hybrid. Would he be a good fit with the right tutelage? Do you reckon, or you know, is there anybody that could really fit in? Or that's why it makes the two groups so special is that they've got certain individuals in it that make the difference. I think that is it. I don't think either team could have any individual members going across to the other team. It's better the two corresponding leaders, uh, Adam Carl and Volta, because. They both want to be the leader of their faction. Um, and, you know, they've kind of got their singles, the champion. They've got their tag team and they've got their secondary title holder as well. So, you know, they've all kind of got their places in their team and they all accept that. I mean, you know, you can't see Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly or Bobby Fish ever wanting to fight for the NXT championship. Eichner, Barthel and Wolf not fighting for the mm. UK Championship. Yeah, well, I have to agree with you. And I think what's special as we see Barthel in there. Now Roddy Strong's got the tag of both these two men. And I think the thing is the Unspeed have been quite lucky because of Bobby Fish's injury. The way Strong has teamed up with O'Reilly, even in, in six-man and tag team matches and multi-man matches that we see on Spirit Era, their team works so fluid because they were tag team champions together for six months to a year. Do you know what I mean? The same with Fish and O'Reilly and kind of he just fits into it. That way of teamwork, I don't think Imperium have got just yet. You know, Imperium are only kind of six months old and they're still trying to grow from that, aren't they? Indeed, yeah. And it has been only Eichner and Barfell as a tag team as opposed to, you know, Wolf and one of the two, or Volta and one of the two. Yeah, um, But saying that, though, I think if anyone could change teams, it would be Roderick Strong because of his slightly different style to the rest of the team. You know, you've got his kind of Messiah of the Backbreaker thing, which goes really well for him. And I think that could fit into Imperium. is probably the only one and the only way that they could do it. So who would be the weak links on their respective teams if we see Strong and Fish? Double teaming Alexander Wolf. I would say Wolf. Yeah. And because he has just lost his title, Roderick Strong. Do you think Strong's in a little bit of trouble anyway because of the way the Unspeed Era go about their business? Absolutely. He's kind of let the side down. And as we say in that, my uh, self proclaimed weak link of Imperium is being sat over by the referee. He's kind of called a halt to this match. He's put up the X. Well, that was a big kick that Wolf took to the face. Well, they're definitely not holding back here tonight, but that's never good to see. No, but I'm glad that they've stopped the match. They've kind of, you know, put a halt to it. They've seen that there's an issue. And, you know, normally a wrestler would kind of jump in and say, look, I'm not taking this and kind of carry on beating him down. But the referee's made the right call. He's stopping it. He's like saying that, you know, he's, he's got a bit of an injury going on. Check. And, I, and I'll tell you something as well, you know, we talk, oh, we're going to see a replay of it quickly. Cool. Did it hit his jaw? I think it looked like it did. It just folded up Wolf. But, you know, talking about Charles Robson, the great officiating, the dancing referee from NXT has been one of the great, better ones of the past couple of years, hasn't he? Absolutely, know? yeah. And they've kind of taken Wolf out of the match for a little while. 
is that going to be the deciding factor now? Is this going to be undisputed eras? I mean, you know, their pack mentality. They can, all three of them, or all four of them, sorry, can take down Walter. Well, this is the thing now. Walter has got to be careful because he's in there with two. That Alexander Wolf brought the experience as well. And now Walter's going to have to do the thinking for three men. And if Adam Cole, like I said, can smell blood, that's what Unspeaked Era have done consistently over the past couple of years. You take advantage. And now we're seeing the NXT champion and the NXT UK champ trading in the middle of the ring. Well, you know, we've seen NXT Era taking advantages since they've kind of debuted. I mean, they took advantage on your man. Yes, they did. Thanks for bringing that up with McIntyre. Now they've got Walter in the corner as well. And Adam Cole, talk about being a, you know... Great NXT champion. He's definitely carried the brand with the Undisputed Era alongside Champa Gagano these past couple of years. So who do you think of the teams is more likely to sacrifice themselves for the leader? Like, you know, would Riley Fish or Strong I've, sacrifice themselves for Adam Cole or would it be more likely Eichner and Barfell to I've, sacrifice themselves? I think Undisputed Era would probably sacrifice themselves more because we just seen Roderick Strong take the tag and then Volter just knocking his fucking the head off with the big boot. Uh, I think right then Barfelt come with experience. Do they trust Volta? I think they do. Would they take a bullet? I think we're going to have to see in this match. We've seen the Unspeaked Era do that countless times for each other. That's what makes them such a great group. It's all for the greater goal. The end rather than the, the single person. Adam Cole didn't go straight after the NXT Championship. There was a thing after the group had kind of dominated for a little while, if you know what I mean. And then it just came to that. But they, it was the next thing that made sense. But with Imperium, they kind of Walter won the title, and then they kind of formed because of that reason. Yeah. And now they're looking to, you know, keep hold of it rather than individual gold. So are you saying that if Walter didn't have the championship, there would be no Imperium? I think at the moment, yes, it would be, and I think it would be. It's Imperium. It's down to Barthel and Eitner to go and win gold, and then you can say the same thing if Walter, you know, is with or without the championship. How strong they are, because I think they're a great tag team. There's a lot of potential. You know, with those two young men. And now Barthel catches strong. Yeah, but Adam Cole comes in and just takes a knee out on uh, Marcel. The pace is uh, slowed down and the crowd quieted because, you know, obviously with the injury and the former three advantage Undisputed Era, definitely know about the numbers. And as for the Undisputed Era, they couldn't have asked for anything better, could they, really, in the opening going? No, do you think that was slightly intentional by them? You know, injuring a man, so they do have that. Because we've seen, especially with Undisputed Era, that, you know, they will always interfere in a match when they can, as opposed to Imperium. They've kind of got the rules and regulations in place. You know, Volta can go out and do that on his own, where Adam Cole, we've seen a few times that he can, but a few times that he hasn't. Yeah, and, and I think, like, you look at individuals well, like Bobby Fish, I think it's a lot of pent-up aggression for him. You know, he's missed a bit of time through injury and not been able to time, and other people like Roger Strong have come in. We don't hear about it, but there's obviously going to be tensions brewing, especially with Ricardo Riley. You know you know what it's like when someone's got a new friend, and all of a sudden you're, you're not seeing them as much anymore, whatever it is. That will be the questions asked, the undisputed era. And Adam Cole's been the guy who's been perfectly be able to control the situation. Situation. And that's what makes a good leader as well. But again, is a good, does a good leader kind of start to turn his back on uh, faction members when they're not doing as well as they should be? 
You know, should they kind of encourage them instead of berating them and beating them down? Or is that what kind of made Roderick Strong win the North American Championship? I think the proof's in the pudding with that one. We saw it made Roderick Strong. But if what they do now, and if Adam Cole sees uh, Roderick Strong as expendable, I think there is a question. But there's no doubt Roderick Strong has gone from a place in NXT where he was kind of the perennial loser, a bit like his uh, tummy or something like that, and then finally made it into the Undisputed Era. You know, he's incredibly lucky where he is. And credit to him, he's put some great matches, like we say, throughout through his time in NXT. But if it wasn't for the injury... Would Undisputed Era just be a trio, or was Roderick Strong kind of, do you think he was going to join them all along? It might have been just a trio, but it worked out, didn't it? You know, as a four-wheeler war games concept as well, and what they ended up doing there kind of made sense. But this is the thing, I feel at the moment Undisputed Era kind of had the top, and now they're starting to slowly, not not come down as much, but they can't do much more in NXT, whereas Imperium are kind of rising, if you know what I mean. Walter's title reign, if you think about, yeah, he's held it on for like, Oh my God, like six months, you know, or whatever it is, a bit longer than that. Compared to Pete Dunne's reign, doesn't seem that long, so you think you're going to hold it for quite a while. But again, you know, with NXT especially, like, the takeover events are quite far between. So, you know, what would normally be a month-to-month basis is like a three-month, you know, two-to-three-month yeah, basis. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of, it seems longer, but in wrestling, you know, in match times, it's not as many... As it would be if it was a WWE champion. Yeah. I, 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 UK need another event. They can't just wait until August for the next takeover. I don't care if it is a Wells Clyde in April or, or whatever it is. I don't, it's, it's a takeover at the moment scheduled. But an event like that, I think even if it's a one-night thing in London or something, this would make perfect sense. Because tonight has been a great night for NXT UK talent as long as NXT, you know, they've got their takeovers. We think they've got one in February coming up. Now it's time for the UK guys. As you were speaking, uh, Kyle O'Reilly managed to uh, take down Barthel, and then he was—he tried to kick Walter, who kind of no sold it. And then O'Reilly was kind of doing a a zombie impression, or a kind of you know, he was just kind of taking a piss out of Walter. And our Walter's come in, cleared house, and it's just them two going mano a mano. And fair play to handsome Kyle O'Reilly; he's standing his ground. Oh, he was standing his ground <laughs> until a suplex. O'Reilly's back up. Tries hitting a lariat. Walter again no-sells it and hits a huge chop. <laughs> Caves O'Reilly's chest and gets him up for a powerbomb, but O'Reilly turning it into a guillotine headlock. Well, he's got him now. And Walter might be in the trouble. Well, he's definitely put a better performance tonight, Walter, as he did at Survivor Series. Oh, but O'Reilly with a knee to the head as Walter was trying to get him up for a suplex. And now Roddy's trying to out his partner. But Walter German <laughs> suplex on a pair of them. <laughs> and Eichner, and now takes in Barthel. Eichner and Barthel are both in. They got O'Reilly up. Wheelbarrow and Eichner. The wheelbarrow DDT into a cover. No. Oh, no. O'Reilly just managing to kick out. Oh. And Roderick strong there. <laughs> Landed on his head. <laughs> well, we talk about that might be uh, three each now. It's not an elimination match, though, just to be... <laughs> yeah. Just the injuries pile up. Now it's Barthel and O'Reilly. And Barthel was worked on quite considerably for by the Undisputed Era. But he's back into his credit. You would say Eichner's probably the freshest out of Imperium at this moment in time. And Adam Cole, always the clever, you know, is taking his time out on the apron. Well, he is saving himself. We saw a little exchange with Walter, but apart from that, now it's Eichner in. Lovely butterfly suplex. There's no doubt this big Italian has got a lot of power. The Italian stallion. And Eichner now trying to get the uh, 
tide turned back in Imperium's favour, trying to maybe separate O'Reilly from the bunch. But it is difficult to get the Undisputed Era separated. That's what, again, makes them work as such a great group. Well, that's their pack mentality. If they see one of their men in trouble, they're just going to come in and bombard the ring, aren't they? And Roderick Strong is finally getting after that German suplex earlier. And bad news for O'Reilly. Walt is in. Huge right hand to the ribs. O'Reilly's a tough man, but Walter just does the simple things effectively, and that's what makes him hurt so much. Just gives him a <laughs> massive bonsai drop. That'll collapse a lung. And Adam Cole saying, yeah, you try and do that to me. Trying to distract Walter from the outside. Trying to put him off his game, giving O'Reilly a chance to get back into this. But Walter's taking him into Imperium's corner. Chop his chest. Chop his chest. You think he's going to eat a few chops and then come out of his punches and then fall down? Well, O'Reilly, not... Taking a few forearms to the chest, not having much effect and fighting out the corner. Oh, he's fighting oh! Eichner and Volta until he gets chopped. <laughs> and he just folds himself up onto the deck and gets a pin, but only a two count. Two. And that's what you do. Go, fucking hell, make sure that doesn't happen to us. And now Eichner in. He's got a Riley back suplex. No, Riley lands on his feet. Backed up into Imperium's corner. Ducks a Walter shot. Goes lying down. But he gives Eichner a chance to get back into this. Tags in Barthel. And now Barthel. Eichner got something planned here. Oh, my God. Did O'Reilly move out of the way so that Eichner and Barthel clashed? Well, communication issue with Wolfler not being able to help. But Barthel's got ankle lock on O'Reilly. Sends him into the Imperium corner. Walter gets the tag in. Looking for the power bomb, but O'Reilly intelligently gets out of there. Unfortunately, it's Roderick Strong back in. And Roderick Strong, he's bringing it as well as he takes out Barthel and Eichner on the apron. Whilst trying to attack Walter. Oh. Oh, oh he, he tried to chop Walter. You don't want to get in a chopping contest with Walter. What? Strong now? Getting an advantage? But 15 of Strong's chops don't even equal half of one of Walter's. But Roderick Strong running from rope to rope. <laughs> a couple of times successfully till he gets clotheslined out of his boots by Walter. Well, that is not going to help. And now Walter's going to set Strong up for powerbomb. No, Strong out of it. A knee to the jaw. Blind tag. Strong doesn't see it. Oh, he, don't. he must have done. Butterfly powerbomb. Two. No. Right, they're managing to kick out. Uh, but Strong turns it straight into a Boston Crab. Really deep Boston Crab as well. And right, they're just trying to scramble round to get over. Eichner with a nice chop of his own and a foot. Wow. Huge clothesline. Well, impressed by the power there. Roderick Strong wants to tag in Bobby Fish. Barcel's in. Now it's trying to be a two-on-one, but Fish fighting him off. Spinebuster to a kick. Fish gets loaded up. Barcel drops him to... No. no. Bobby what? Fish with a kick out. Uh-huh. But you still think the game plan of Adam Cole is clever in this one. As now he's maybe looking for the tag to pick up the pieces... No Volta to be seen at this moment in time. I was just about to say that. He sees Volta's not on the apron. <laughs> Bobby Fish managing to escape Eichner and Barthel. By the suplex. And Eichner's leg landed right onto Barthel's face. There might be another period member out. Cole desperate to get the tag in. Here comes the leader. Super kick fakes high, goes low. Here he comes off the second. Missed with a sunrise, but Barthel fighting him off. Barthel looking for a German. Cole gets out of it, delivers a kick to the head. You've got credit Barfels managing to match strikes with the NXT champ, but that might be it now. Ushi Garoshi. And Walter there with a kick to the back of Cole saying, wait a minute, it's not over yet. But like you said, down the pack of wolves in the Unsputed Era. 
And I've got one man in their sights as the rest of Imperium are down and out of ringside. And this is horrible at the best. I was half expecting Vol to kind of just <laughs> burst up and push them all off in different directions. I love Big Shot at Rumble. I love Big I Shot at Rumble. <laughs> and now Bobby Fish. Carl got Volta. Tossed him to the outside. They've eliminated him from the Rumble. And onto those mats. And they look a bit sturdier than the mats we've seen recently. Definitely a bit more professionally set out than the mats at uh, Impact. Now it's table. The Unspeak do his own. And this could be bad news for Volta. But I think Walter realised it. Fight with everything he's got. Of course, the NXT UK champ. Oh my God, now he's got Roderick Strong. He's going to put him for... No. I thought he was going to put him through an announce table, but O'Reilly to the rescue. They're always there for each other. And now three men with Volta. <laughs> and Volta still managing to fight them all off. Throwing them from pillar to ring post. And credit to Volta showing just how tough he is. And the crowd chanting that. Well, they're doing a Goldberg chant, but in Volta's name. That'd be a match and half, wouldn't it? Volta oh, versus Goldberg. God, imagine Goldberg taking a chop and Volta taking a spear. And now at the moment, Walter has got Kyle Riley on the announce table. This can only mean bad things, but Bobby Fish there to save the day for his partner. And a forearm, and now Strong has got Volta. Strong slam through the announce table. Oh, my God. And Volta, the champion and captain of Imperium, may be out of this match. Okay, can I change my pick, please? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Roger Strong managed to pick up Volta. <laughs> Jesus. My God, we talked about Wells Collide. Would it really matter? And tonight, they're putting their bodies on the line. The main event, Undisputed Era versus Imperium. And now Adam Cole, again, looking to pick up the pieces. Marcel Barthel, going to finish him off. Oh, right, Barthel fighting out. Ducks are charging Adam Cole. It's a huge uppercut di- suplex. Well, credit to Barthel. Up comes O'Reilly. He gets sidestepped. Eichner's in the ring. Now O'Reilly's in trouble. Barthel throws it. A brain, brain buster suplex. Cole's nearly got back into the <laughs> ring, but realised their backs aren't turned just yet. Now you've got three members of the Undisputed Era going against one member of Imperium. But Barthel, to his credit, nice slam onto Strong. But didn't see the super kick. Well, there's a super kick party. Cole's delivered two to Eichner and Barthel. Eichner springboard in, got caught. Ushi And Barthel is going to get pinned. No. Oh. Barthel's just managing to kick out. Uh, and breathe. My God, look, let's see replay. Eichner springboarding in. He sees it halfway across. He's like, shit. Uh, I don't want to do it again, but I will. Alashaw, Michael, Shelton, Benjamin. Alashaw, Michael, Shelton, Benjamin. <laughs> Uh, and Adam Cole tagging in strong. This could be it. What an incredible match it's been. And now Strong picking up Barthel. Cole directing traffic. Gut buster. Shining wizard. Strong into the cover. No. Barthel managing to kick out. Oh. Well, how the hell is he still in this match? Well, it is 4-1-2 at the moment. Credit to Barthel. Probably his biggest match of his young career. And he's definitely bringing it in the absence of not only Wolf, but now Volta. Here comes Eichner again. Turn over the numbers, these two great tag teams. Oh, the number games always catch up. Oh, my God. And he just pops up Eichner, hit with a knee and a kick. Bobby Fish has been low-bridged. Oh, dragon screw leg whip. Oh, and Fish kicking the other leg. And now Barthel's caught O'Reilly going up. Caught a knee to the back of the knee. Oh, and he's got no. the leg bar locked in. This could be it. This could be it. Barthel's in all sorts of trouble. 
And he's been attacked. I just want to see Volta sitting up and <laughs> charging into the ring, just killing everyone now. And he's trying to wiggle his way to the bottom rope. And again, you've got to credit this young man. He manages to get to that rope. And O'Reilly, of course, going to take... Oh, all the count. Oh, double springboard. <laughs> well, that's one way to break his submission, is that for Eichner? Very agile of the not small man. <laughs> and somehow Imperium are still in it, but now they realise just the two. Oh, yeah, it's just Eichner and Barthel. And Eichner may be saving his partner for a second there. He's fishing strong. Just take out Eichner. And this is vicious, but look who's up. Walters on the ring apron, desperate for a tag, desperate for some retribution. He's alive. Can he get the tag, though? It's Walter. Both of Barthel fights off. Alan Cole gets a tag. And he's got hold of Marcel Barthel, not letting him get to Walter. Insiguri, Cole ducks it. He hits O'Reilly. Walter's got the tag in. Uh-oh. And now it's NXT's best against NXT UK's best. Shit just got real. And we've got a bit of a chop fest going on. Oh! <laughs> three in a row. There's only one man left to eat a chop. But he's fighting out the best he can, exposing the knee for the last shot. Oh! oh. Drops Cole. Drops O'Reilly. Drops Strong. Volta is a one machine. And Imperium's chances last. And now he's got Strong. Powerbomb. <laughs> and now he's looking at the finishes. Frog Splash. But he's not the legal man. Cole, last shot. No. One, One two. two. Oh. And somehow Bartel comes in to save it. I think Ike on the ring as well going to jump in. <laughs> well, incredible stuff there by everyone involved. Yeah, and credit to Ike and Bartel. You know, they kept Imperium's chances alive while Volta was out. And, you know, kind of just saving it for Volta got back in and just tore the house down. But credit to Cole, you know, seizing his opportunities. He was a legal man waiting for Volta to kind of expel himself on Roderick's chin. Unfortunately, coming up just short. And now look at this. Four of Unsputed Era in their corner. The three of Imperium now. Carl O'Reilly barely able to stand up. It has been an all-out war and he feels it's coming to an end. But he's still not sure which way it's going to go. Unsputed Era have got the numbers. But they're both just going for it. Indeed. <laughs> I don't know why they're not choosing up on Volta. Well, they know Volta's so strong and they have a sleeper on Fish. But O'Reilly's got a sleeper of his own on Volta. Look at the faces he pulls. And O'Reilly's got him and he might be a legal man. High low. low. And if they can get a man onto Volta, that'll be it. <laughs> Barthel. Oh, Bartel, yeah, taking out Adam <laughs> Cole from the ring apron. And now it's O'Reilly on the outside with Barthel again. Oh. That was an unbelievable slam. And here comes Roderick Strong. Over the top rope. I took out one member of the Unsputed Era and took out one member of the Imperium. Uh-oh. Here he comes. Oh, that's beautiful. That was brilliant agility. <laughs> and they all fall down like a deck of cards. It's Bobby Fish and Volta in there. Leaps up to the top. Springboard's off. Volta with a huge seated drop kick. There must have been some whiplash there. Sets Bobby Fish up. Powerbomb. Into a cover. One, two, three. And Volta and Imperium beat the Undisputed Era. Absolutely unbelievable match, Dan, that was, Yes, wasn't it? and the mat remains sacred. It really does. Incredible encounter. It's a bit of a shame about Alexander Wolfe's injury, but all seven men should be 
proud. I don't think I'm overhyping it. That is a match of the year candidate already there, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, you can see the injuries to Walter's ribs after that strong slam through the announce table. But, you know, even Cartel keeping the match alive when Walter was out. And, you know, they probably would have relied a bit more on Wolf if he was still in the match. Unfortunately, injured very early on in there as well. But, um, yeah, the result definitely went the right way with uh, Imperium. I hope it's not the last we see of these two teams going <laughs> head-to-head, though. Well, when you said it's like Wyatt's and Shield, these two teams delivered it as it was such, didn't they, you know? All right, then, James. How's about I propose this to you? You've got the team of Mustache DIY Mountain going against the team of Imperium, going against the team... Of the undisputed wow, era. What a match that would be. If that is not a war games this year, then they can fuck off and die. That would be incredible. Well, Voltolo getting a victory for his team with a powerbomb. Incredible stuff there by Volta. All right, so we just finished off with the uh, the scores in that one. And we both got to play four uh, overall and 2-0 NXT scores at this moment in time. But as Volta and Imperium celebrate in the middle of the ring, let's just run through the first card. So the first match, Katie Ray versus Mia Yim. It was on the kickoff, three and a half, your basic women's title match. Katie Ray getting a victory. Indeed, yes. It wasn't anything uh, outstandish. Again, I don't know why Katie Ray wasn't falling for that too. Rare Ripley and kind of setting up something for... Still a bit later on down the line, you know, it would have made a bit more sense. But as you say, it was kind of taken out of the Survivor Series kind of champion versus champion thing. Yeah, without a doubt. Our second match was Balor versus Dragunov. That started off the uh, event proper. Dan, what were your thoughts on this one? Absolutely great way to start off the show. It was uh, a brilliant showcase. Um, Dragunov, despite not being the victor in the match, he certainly looked a winner in my eyes. And Finn Balor again, you know, I think he's found his perfect footing again going back to NXT. Yeah, I gave that four out of the way to start the show. I gave that four and a quarter out of five. Uh, then we had Travis Banks versus uh, Jordan Devlin, Garza and Swerve. I thought these four men gave everything they could in the time that they were given. And I think credit to the cruiserweight division at the, and the championship that we've not uh, WWE have not cared about it for so long. And I think finally we might be seeing a little bit saying if it's used correctly as a secondary championship on NXT UK. Or do you think it's kind of uh, Vince saying, well, I don't like these small guys, damn it. And Triple H is saying, well, uh, <laughs> I'll... Uh, and take, took them on, basically. Yeah, I think so as well. I gave that four and a quarter out of five. I gave that four and a quarter too. And then we had uh, Mustache Mountain versus DIY. What an absolute exhibition of a match. And this match was not really for any reason whatsoever. You know, it's not going to be a bragging right. I haven't been keeping scores throughout this pay-per-view, so it's kind of not a thing saying, well, we beat you this amount of times. It is just a showcase pay-per-view. And if these four guys can do that with nothing on the line, imagine what they do with titles on the line. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, and I think that just showed how good it was. I got a four and a half out of five. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Four and a half out of five for me. And then the Women's Championship, Matt Ripley versus Storm. This seemed a bit forced, a bit quick, you know, it's kind of chucked in there. Indeed, yeah. As, as we said just after the match, it seemed like it was over a bit too quickly. I mean, every other single match got a lot. And it's kind of a... You know, while they're not giving the women time, they could have kind of shortened a couple of other matches by five minutes and, you know, given them extra ten minutes and I think it wouldn't have harmed it as well. Yeah, I get it three and a half out of five. 
Uh, I gave that a three and three quarters out of five. Yeah, and then we had the main event, Imperium vs. Undisputed Era. It's shame about Alexander Wolfe, but what a performance by, you know, Bartho and Eitner, two guys maybe not had the, the spotlight, definitely shone tonight. And Volta, talk about how to make a champion look in this match with Undisputed Era. It was incredible, really, wasn't it, you know? Absolutely, yeah. It's um, it's a way to make a dominant man look very dominating. You know, he, he ate a last shot. Um, he got put out for an announced table and, as you say, credit to Eichner and Bartel uh, for managing to hold the match there. I think they would have relied on Wolf hadn't he been injured, but unfortunately it's something that happens in wrestling. You know, it's an unfortunate incident and hopefully Wolf is up to recover, but I hope it was just kind of nothing too major and they were just taking precautions from it. Yeah. Um, but again, all seven men in this match absolutely put it all on the line and credit where it's due. Brilliant match of the year contender. Well, I doubt. Well, Alexander Wolf has tweeted saying he was fine. He said he wished he could finish the match, but the, uh, the safety of, you know, the doctors and WD Medical taking care of him. He said thanks to everybody. He said it was his own fault and he said hashtag chin up. But like I said, he's a veteran and it must be horrible for him for that to happen. But still, you know, what an incredible match. A five out of five for me. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Five out of five, definite match. And again, you know, something that if there was a bit more on the line, say, you know, Walter drops his title, they go up to the main roster. Roderick Strong had his North American Championship. They could say, look, you think you're man enough? Let's go. All the gold on the line and see where we go from here. Right, uh, all right, so then we just got three things left. I think match of the night is pretty easy. It's going to be the main event of the evening. What about person of the show? Do you want me to go first or do you want to do it? Um... I'm going to say Ia Dragunov for me. I thought he performed greatly. Again, being on the on the losing side, but he looked great in defeat. I'm going to say Volta, just because of how great he was treated. What, what they did, Vogue and Savari Series, they did right here tonight. Like I said, like a, a beast rising from the grave to come in and get the victory. And you were right about Adam Cole not tasting the pin. But wouldn't that be a great match if they have an NXT champ versus the NXT UK champion? We didn't get too much of it tonight. And you just felt it there, you know. And that's what I really liked about it. And uh, finally, Dan, what is your score out of 10? I am going to give this... An eight and three quarters out of ten. I feel, you know, if there was a few titles on the line, it could have bumped the score. And if the women's match was a bit longer, it could have helped it out as well. But, you know, aside from the, in my opinion, surprise of Devlin winning it, which, you know, winning the Cruiserweight Championship, there wasn't anything majorly surprising majorly surprising but still I really enjoyed the show yeah it, it was very enjoyable it's a two and a half hour show it's like an old WWE pay-per-view do you know what I mean like this is something you can have on that you can enjoy so I gave uh, so your score eight and three quarters yeah I can understand where you're coming from with that I think for me I'm going to give it a nine and a quarter because it was enjoyable that's like an old-fashioned actually era type pay-per-view two and a half hours and the matches on showing the talent Really, really delivered. What could have been the phone in, like a WWE house show, something like that, really delivered, I think, for the crowd as well, you know? Absolutely, and you can see the quality shining through for, you know, the matches that they put on as well, you know, they they just put it all out there. Without a shadow of that to take over, I think would be fair to say with Welsker Lied here. Absolutely not, no. So that is it. Don't forget, our next episode will be the Royal Rumble. We're bringing it out Sunday. Just like to thank everybody who listened to us live for the big weekend we had, and of course, we'll be live again in February for NXT 
take over Portland. But don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at WNetReview or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at John Score Rollins across all the Google platforms. Send us an email to WNRPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram with WNRPodcast. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Come and find our page and give us a like with a WNR podcast. And come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, the WNR podcast. All the latest clips on there. Podcasts at the same time on YouTube. Other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. Of course, we're live on Spreaker, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But that is it. Like I said, we really enjoyed Wells Collide, and we hope the Royal Rumble is as good. Uh, if it was half as good, it would be a very good pay-per-view. <laughs> exactly. So that is it. Thanks for listening, buddy. I'm Jay Rollins, and as always, I was joined by... Dan White. So we'll see you at the Rumble. Bye. Bye.